Well, I want to welcome you here this morning. Uh, <clears throat> before we get, <clears throat> excuse me. Before we get started this morning, I got a couple girls here that I want to recognize, and uh, they remember the Azel Band, and they've had competitions going on last week, and they had a big honor. And I just, I just want to just acknowledge them. And, of course, that's Sierra Hodges and Amy Steele. <clears throat> it says here they got first place out of all the high school divisions, first place in general effects formation over all the schools, and second place out of all 19 bands. So I want to recognize them. Y'all did a great job. And, of course, Sierra, she plays up here with us. Now, all we got to do is get Amy to, you know, I'm going to have this face filled up, I'll tell you. And uh, I hope y'all enjoyed that music this morning. It was hard for me to stand still. And uh, we had a young man sitting here. He was really getting bored. He was clapping. He was getting with it and everything. And it's good to see kids like that, that, that that's enjoying the spirit of the Lord moving. And uh, But uh, just to let y'all know, Martha Brown is doing better. Uh, most of y'all know she fell and broke her hip. And she's over here at Weatherford in a rehabilitation nursing home facility. And she's going through rehab. And she is doing a lot better. She's still real sore and real fragile. And uh, she's wanting to come home naturally. And because she's worried about her husband and her two sons, that she said, I got to go take care of them. Well, right now she needs the care. And, you know, but that's hard to tell a mom that, isn't it? And uh, so y'all keep Martha in prayer. And keep JB, her husband, in prayer. He's been doing. Uh, quite a bit of falling lately, and uh, she was just real worried about him. So y'all keep y'all keep that family in prayer, and uh, I'm just trying to thank you. Oh, my friend that I was told told y'all about that had the brain bleed, he got to come home, which you know, uh, <coughs> Tommy Roden. Uh, we went to school with him, and. Uh, he had failed, but he didn't hit his head or nothing. He just failed. And, uh, but anyway, part of the brain shifted a little bit. It said that they, they, the doctor gave an example. He said, your brain, after you get to a certain age, is kind of like layers of cake. It's just different layers. And he said, you don't have to hit your head. You can fall, and that can shift. And that's what happened to him. And he had a brain bleed, and they had to take him into emergency surgery. And I got a call, and I was at the hospital with him and his family at uh, Medical City in Fort Worth, and they had to go in on the right side, and they had to remove, or had to cut into the skull and do about a three-by-three three cutout there to get to where they could uh, cauterize and do what they had to do. And then they did all that, and then all of a sudden it started bleeding again, so they had to go back in. And uh, But anyway, he went through some therapy and everything, but he got to come home Friday. They said he was just doing super. And the family said, be sure and tell your church, thank you so much for all their prayers and everything. They said, I don't know what we would do without God in our life. And, you know, and that's like all of us. I don't know what I would do without God in my life. 
and uh, well, I'd probably, I probably would Well, for a fact, I know I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. And uh, but you know, when when we became Christians, every one of our lives changed. They, everyone changed. Things become different. And some of it, the moment, your life, the moment that you said yes to Jesus Christ, you had an enemy standing right there trying to come in. And all of you are facing this, that you're going to have problems in your life. You wonder, why am I having all of these problems? Why are these things coming against me? Because you are a Christian, you are serving God, you belong to God, and the devil don't like it. And he's sending his devils is his demon spirits to try to turn you away from Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to go through just a lot of different things, you know. I'm going to read a scripture here. This is by David wrote this. You know, David was a, was a great man of God, but David had a lot of problems in his life because he served God. And many things come against David. And when we are children of God... I guarantee you, even Jesus said in this world, in this life, you will have tribulation. You're going to have problems. He says, when I walked this earth, I had problems. So you're going to know that you're going to have problems also. If Jesus had problems, you're definitely going to have a problem. And the thing about it is, whether we realize it or not, when Jesus was here and he was walking this earth, whew, uh, he got his disciples together and he told them. He said, listen. I'm fixing to go back to heaven, but I want to tell you something. Before I go back, I'm giving you all power and authority that I have to pray and to take care of things. He said, I am giving you the power and the authority that I had when I was here on this earth. Now I'm giving it to you, the church, to use. When the enemy comes against you, you use that power and authority just like I used it. He's saying, I'm going back to heaven, but now you can do what I did while I was here. And why don't we as a church do this? Why do we bow down and say, oh, woe is me, when we all said, whoa, man, Dale, Satan, you've had it today. Instead of, you know, getting up in air and getting all excited, hey, Satan, you don't understand this, but I've got more power than what you've got. I've got the power of Jesus Christ living on the inside of me. I've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I've got more power than you do. And here, we don't use it. We don't use it. And, uh, and, and David here, I want to read a, a, one of his, uh, it's in Psalms, but it's Psalms, uh, it's out of chapter 38, verse 19 through 20. Now, David was having some problems, and he wrote this Psalms. He was telling God, this is what I'm going through. And I can just see God right now. David, I know you're going through it, but you don't have to. You know, we go through a lot of things that we don't have to. We just need to use the power and the authority that God gave us to use. And uh, But here he says, this is David talking, he says, but my enemies are lively, they're real. He says, and they are strong, and they hate me wrongfully, and are multiplied. Or said, there's many of them that, 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 that hate me and come against me. They also do evil for good. They are my adversaries, because I follow the thing that is good. He said, 
In other words, he's saying, God, they come against me because I serve you. And that's why the demons right now and the devils are coming against you because you are a godly person. You belong to God, and, they, and the Satan don't like that. And he's going to try to do everything he can to turn you away. You know, here, in other words, I kind of broke this down as to what David was saying. David was saying, I have many enemies, and they're very aggressive. They hate me without a reason. The only reason they had was because David loved God. They repay me evil for good, and they oppose me. When they come against you, it's because you are good, and you're trying to do good. They're evil, and they want their evil to get on you, and for you to be an evil person. They want you to be like them. They want you to serve and bow down to Satan. And, uh, you know, maybe there's some people who speak against you for no reason. Maybe you've got enemies out there. You know, and I hate to say this, but sometimes one of our best friends could be an enemy. Maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you've had good friends that all of a sudden they've turned against you. Maybe that day you said yes to Jesus Christ. They said, uh-oh. Maybe they've never said yes to Christ. So now they are opposing you because you have said yes to Christ and now you belong to Jesus. And uh, enemies are something that each of us has and we have to deal with in this life. And they can come against us in many ways. And uh, we can even become... They can cause us to become distressed by all the things they do. And uh, they can cause us to even maybe get depressed. Maybe you can have depression because of all the stuff that you're going through. You just, I just can't take this anymore. But you can because you have the authority to block out all the stuff that they can do. Uh, but, you know, I guess probably one of our most natural things in our life is to fight back or want to fight back to get even or to get justice. How many have had things happen? Boy, I'll get even with them. They're going to pay for this. You know, the next thing we know is consuming us, causing us torment, and it's even causing problems in our families. Because we're letting these people get to us and when we shouldn't. I'm going to uh, show you something here. Now this is hard. This is hard and you're probably going to say, man, I can never do this. Well, This is what Jesus tells us to do. But when, when we obey Jesus and respond to our enemies like Jesus tells us to do. Now listen to how Jesus tells us that we should respond to our enemies. And Jesus did this. That's the way he responded to the enemies. And I know this is hard, but he says, to respond to them with love, pray for them, and forgive them. Now, didn't Jesus do that? Look at us. We were an enemy at one time until we said yes to Jesus Christ. He said that, that, that even while we were still enemies, God sent his son to the earth to die for us. Well, we were still enemies. And Jesus said, Father, I'll go. I'll get on that cross. I'll die for them. Lord, let's, we're going to pray. 
Jesus had nothing but love in his heart for us. And, uh, but you know, when we do what Jesus says here, I wrote down something here, and I, I want to share this with you just a second and I was, as I was looking at some notes that I was studying. It said, and when we do this, when we pray for our enemy, we forgive our enemy, and we can show love to our enemy, even when we're going through things. It says, you take yourself out of Satan's control, and you make a way for God to handle the problem the way it should be handled. You're giving God the room. You're giving him the, say, Lord, you take care of this. You take care of it, Lord. I'm going to love them. I'm going to forgive them. And you know, sometimes I think that's probably one of the biggest problems we have is forgiveness. Some of us have been hurt so bad, I can never forgive. But what did Jesus tell us? In order you to, to, to get to him, he said, in order, you must forgive in order for me to forgive you. Just think of all the things that, that we've done. And Jesus said, I forgive you. I forgive you. Think how we've hurt Christ. Think of the, some of the things maybe we've said before we, we got to know Jesus. Some of the things we did. The way we acted. We were actually an enemy. But Jesus said, I love you so much. I'm still going to go to that cross, and I'm still going to die for you. I'm going to die for your sins. And if you'll just say yes to me, I'll take all your sins, and I'll cast them as far as east from the west, and I'll never remember them again. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what Jesus did. You know, and, uh, but God tells us in Scripture, and I want to share some of these Scriptures with you. It tells us that uh, he will take care of our enemies for us. He said, I'll handle enemies. <clears throat> and through some of these scriptures, he tells us how he's going to do it. How many of you can put your faith and your trust in God? How many of you can believe what God is saying? That you can say, okay, God, this is what you said. This is what I'm going to stand on. I'm going to believe it, Lord, and I'm turning it all over to you. <clears throat> you know, now, most of y'all know, and some of you have probably been through it, I have. I've been here. And it says, enemies can be very sneaky. They'll say things to you that no one else hears. Or they threaten you when no one else is around. Or they'll spread gossip about you that's not true. Now, I've been there, and I'm sure some of you have, that you've had people that you thought were friends, but yet, for some reason, they got angry, and they started slandering you, saying things that were not true about you. And that's hard, especially when you think they're a friend. But you know, God sees everything that is done in secret. He knows everything that is happening, and he knows everything that is done. And I want to show you something here in Luke 8, 17. I want you, I want you to look at what God tells us. See, the enemy thinks they're getting by with something. But look what God... See, God sees everything. He knows everything. And listen to what he tells us here in Luke 8, 17. For nothing is secret. There shall not be 
that shall not be made manifest or be made known publicly to others. Neither is anything hidden that shall not be known and shall come out for others to see. Eventually, God will bring out what somebody else is doing to his children, and they will see what is happening. They'll see the truth. They'll say, I did never believe that about him. I, I had people tell me that. <clears throat> Some of the things I heard, I never believed it. I said, I'm glad you didn't because it wasn't true. And you've probably been there. And so the next time you have an enemy that comes against you, and I'm going to show you what, what I said a while ago about loving your enemy and all that. Look what Jesus says here in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 28. And I say it's hard to do. But we have to just put our faith, Jesus, you said do it. Lord, I'm going to do it because I trust in you. It says, but I say unto you, now this is Jesus speaking, but I say unto you that, that hear me, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them which curse you, pray for those who despitefully use you. Now that's hard to do, isn't it? When somebody is really coming at you and against you and saying all kinds of things, isn't that hard to pray for them, to love them? But that's what Jesus says we must do. Why does he say it? Because that's what he did. That's what he did. And so we have to do, if we are truly Christians, we have to go by the word of God and do what God says. And when we can love somebody, forgive them, even when they do bad things to us, say bad things about us, it says that to, to bless those who curse you. Lord, you know, it's hard to say, Lord, bless him. I know he's cursed me. I know he said a lot of bad things. But Lord, I'm asking for you to bless him. You've just grown about 20 feet in the eyes of God. If you can say it and mean it in your heart. So God says that whatever happens will eventually come out for others to see. So always know that God knows all that's going on. He knows everything that's coming against you. And he says, you're my child. He says, I will bring this out for the public or for others to see that you are not what they said. And you probably had this happen to you. You probably had people come say, you know, I never, just like they did me that time. I never believed that. I, and all the time I said, well, thank you very much. I'm glad you did. Because it wasn't true. And uh, it's God that tells us, you know, when, when an enemy comes against you, don't take vengeance yourself. God will take vengeance for us. You mean God will, 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 will avenge me? That's what he says. Uh here in Romans 12, 19, listen to what Paul is telling us. He is saying, never, I'm, I'm, it probably, it's, it's not what you're going to read, but it's just right close to it because I want to make it very clear. It says, never avenge yourselves. Never do it yourself. 
<coughs> but leave it to the wrath of God. <coughs> For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. Or says, that vengeance is mine. You're my child. They're coming against you, my child. I will take it. I will take revenge or the vengeance for you. I will take care of this. Trust me. So you know, God knows how to do things that uh, He can change their lives, just like He did mine or yours. We were, I wasn't always a Christian. I didn't always preach the Word of God. I was in the world at one time. But praise God, he did something in my life. He changed me. Just like he can change somebody that's coming against you, somebody that says the wrong things against you, he can change their life too. He can change them to serve him. And uh, like I said, God has promised he will deal with your enemies who falsely come against you and accuse you of things. You know, here in... Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 7 it tells us your enemy will come against you in one way but will flee before you in seven ways because of God I'm going to read you the scripture it says the Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be defeated before your face they shall come against you one way and they will flee from you in seven ways. When God gets a hold of them, they can't get away from you fast enough. Because they feel the vengeance of God on them. Just know, you belong to God. And He is going to take that vengeance Himself. He said, you don't do it. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. He says, vengeance is mine, not yours. And so, uh, and we may not see this happen just immediately, but you can depend on God to carry out what he has said he will do. You know, like I said, I've had, I've had a couple people that, that I thought were friends that actually I guess they wasn't. But they said some things, I think, but you know, God dealt with them, and they come to me and ask me, Bill, can you ever forgive me? Can you forgive me what I've said? I was angry. And the things I said I know wasn't true. I said, I forgive you. I knew I had to. I knew I had to. Because I thought, you know, Look at all we've done, but yet Jesus forgave us. So we have to do as Jesus did. We have to forgive others when we have been wronged. So when somebody comes to you, you know, <clears throat> old Peter thought he was really doing something. He said, he come to the Lord. He said, Lord, how often shall I forgive this person? Seven times? Well, old Peter, well, he thought, man, that is really being generous. What did Jesus say? He says, Peter, Peter, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. 70 times seven. When they come and they ask you, and you know that they're truly mean it, forgive them. How many times, 
I don't even, I, you know, I don't know how many times I've had to go before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I messed up. Forgive me. I mean, we all have. And you know, I was reading a story about a guy, and he says that he knew that he had so much stuff going on in his life, he said, that he just begged the Lord, said, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I know I've done wrong. Lord, forgive me. Finally, he said he heard a voice. He says, when are you going to understand I forgave you the first time you asked? Jesus forgives us the first time we ask. So we just have to know that God is with us, that He's going to take care of us. <clears throat> and in, 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 in God's Word, He says, God will not let your enemies succeed against you. Well, what, how's He going to stop this? Well, we know our main enemy is that enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's Satan. He's the one that's really after you. He's the one that wants to pull you away from God. He's our real enemy. And, uh, and I'll admit, sometimes Satan will use your friends, even other Christians, to come against you. You know, you hate to say that. But it's true. There's many people out there that claim to be Christian that are not Christians. Maybe you know some of them. But they're going to have to stand before God. You know, I'm not going to judge them because I don't know for sure. It's not my job to judge them. Jesus will judge them at the end. He's going to see things different than what I see because he knows everything. I'm just speculating. Well, I think they did it. I don't know for sure, but I'm almost certain they did it. But see, Jesus knows for sure whether they did or they didn't. So sometimes we just have to say, Lord, I'm not judging them, but Lord, you will. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, sometimes it seems like Satan's plans are working against us, don't it? Sometimes it gets so hard and so heavy, some of the stuff we're going through. But you know, God tells us right here to stand on his word. I'm going to show you something here. In Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 17, I like this. Your enemies will come against you with so many plans to defeat you. But listen to what God says. No weapon formed against you shall prosper or shall succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You shall condemn that that comes against you in the name of Jesus. You pray, Lord, I, you know I didn't do this. Lord, you know this isn't right. Lord, I, I bring this before you. And Lord... This weapon that this person is using is lies. That is a weapon that many people will use is lies.
and they can hurt. Lies can hurt. They can cut right through you. But listen to what, what Jesus says here. He said, no weapon or no lie formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn in Jesus' name. Not your name, in Jesus' name. Jesus, you know exactly what's taking place, you know exactly what's happened, and you know exactly what was said. So, Lord, I'm asking you to take care of this just like you told me you would. You know, sometimes we just have to stand on our faith and believe what God has said. <clears throat> when we start doubting God, we're just hurting ourselves. What did God tell us over in the book of James? If you doubt, do not think you shall receive anything. If you doubt me, doubt is the opposite of faith. Doubt can cancel out faith. But on the other hand, if you're full of faith, you can cancel out doubt. Keep that faith in God. Keep that faith strong in God, knowing that you're going to need it. You're going to need it. But God's always there, and his word is always there for us to use. You know, like sometimes we just have to stand on the word. Here in Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10, and we've probably all read this, but I, I want to read it to you. Now listen to this real close. This is God speaking. He's, he's talking to Isaiah, and Isaiah is repeating what God has told him. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. Don't be worried about it. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Where would we be if we didn't have God's strength in our life? I will help you. I will uphold you <clears throat> with the right hand of my righteousness. When God uses that term right hand, Right hand represents power and strength. So I have to assume God's right-handed. You left-handed, I don't know about y'all. But God says, with my right hand. God's right hand represents power and strength. I'm glad I'm right-handed. But God says, I'm with you. Trust in me. Believe in me. Do not doubt me. Put your faith in me. Stand on my promises and watch what I will do. Sometimes we just have to back up. It's just like God told the Israelites whenever they was getting ready to cross the Red Sea. And that Pharaoh's enemy was right behind them, bearing down on them. God told Moses, Moses, Lift your rod toward the sea. Moses lifted his rod. What happened? That Red Sea parted. The Israelites went across. As they went across, God told them something. He says, you see all this army that's chasing you? You shall never, ever, no more see them. 
What do you think God meant by that? He destroyed that whole Egyptian army as they tried to cross the sea. The Israelites got across, and as that army was coming through that Red Sea, he closed the Red Sea on them. He destroyed the whole army to save his people. You're God's people. And God will do all he has to to save you. We just have to put our faith and our trust in God. You know, I can imagine how those Israelites must have felt. They looked back, and that army was bearing down on them. Those horses and those chariots. I think God just said, Okay, Moses, now's the time. Show them who I am. You know, that was God's name. I am. I am. Not I will be, not I was, not someday, but I am right now. I am right now. And God destroyed them to save his people. God will go to all lengths to save his people. You, Like I said, you are his people. He loves you, and he wants to save you. He wants to protect you. And so we just have to stand on God's word. And uh, like I said, most of us know that our real enemy is Satan. That's who really, really wants to come against us, to destroy us. And uh, but God tells us to do something when Satan comes against us. Anybody ever look at the, at the book of Ephesians? In, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 through 13, it says, it tells us that we do not fight against an enemy that is flesh and blood. We're not, we're not right now, we're not at war with a main enemy of flesh and blood. But against demons and evil spirits. Now, I'm going to read you the scripture. It is Ephesians 12 through 13. And this is God, this is Jesus Christ speaking to Paul. as he, He's telling Paul, tell my people this. He says, For will you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places? Wherefore, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in that day of evil and having done all to stand. He says, put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the shield, the, 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 the gospel shoes, the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? That is the Word of God. That's the sword of the Spirit. That is what Jesus used when Satan came against him in the desert. And, 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 and Satan was trying to tempt Jesus. Matter of fact, he came to him and one of the first temptations, Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And, that, and Satan knew Jesus must be hungry. But he come in there asking Jesus a question. He says, kind of asked, he says, if you be the Son of God, if you be who you say you are, then you speak to these stones and turn them into bread. Oh, he said, if he is Jesus, he's got to be hungry because he hadn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. 
I'm sure he was hungry. What did he tell Satan? Satan, it is written. This is the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're to live by the word of God and what God tells us. Satan turned and left Jesus. Now, he, he did return a couple times. And each time he returned, he used, Jesus used the word of God to rebuke Satan and to send him down the road. Jesus is saying, when Satan comes against you, use the word of God and send Satan down the road. Satan cannot go against the word of God. He don't have that strength. He don't have that power. He's given that power to you. That's what I told you a while ago. You have the power. We have to use it. So whenever we have an enemy, I don't care if it's Satan, demons, whatever, your best friend, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Say, I will not listen to this. I will, and then tell them, for it is written, it is written, and send them down the road. But we have to stand on God's Word, believe God's Word. If we're going to survive in this world today, and you know, Wednesday I did a sermon or a teaching on, you know, the end time and how close we are to the rapture and Jesus coming back. We're, probably, we're closer than we've ever been. And it could happen at any moment. But as long as we're here on this earth, you're going to have problems. You're going to have tribulation just like Jesus said we would. So all we have to do is listen to what Jesus said, use God's word, and just rebuke Satan and send him down the road. We've just looked at a few of the scriptures and things that God gave us to deal with our enemies. But we need to remember, like God's other promises, they require our obedience to God. We have to be obedient to God. We have to put our faith and our trust in God. We cannot come against an enemy. Boy, God, I, I don't know if you're hearing me or not. Uh, Lord, I, 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 I don't know if you'll do this or not. If God's Word said He'd do it, He'll do it. He'll do it. When God's Word says, I will, that's all we got to know. I will, and he will do it. And uh, <clears throat> so we have to walk in obedience to God and let God deal with your enemies. Give them over to God. Remember, nothing is hidden from God. He sees all things, and he will bring all of them things to light for others to see. He'll show others that you're innocent, that you didn't do these things, and it was the enemy. I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. If you're here today and you've got things coming against you, we have an altars up here. If you would like to come and ask God to intervene in your life, 
to take care of some of these things you've got coming against you. If you're not to come up and deal with these altars, God will hear you and he'll listen to you. I'm going to be down front. If you would like to have somebody just stand in agreement with you, I'll be glad to pray with you and stand in agreement. You know, the scripture says we're two or more gathered and Jesus' presence is right there. I will agree with you in your prayers and for what you need from Jesus. So whatever you need, you can come to the altar or you can just come down here and I'll pray with you and anoint you with oil. But before you do, know that you trust in the Word of God and that you believe in God, that you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because if you haven't received Jesus, you're not saved. I'm sorry. In order to be saved, we have to say yes to Jesus, receive Him into our hearts. And when we receive Him into our hearts, God does something else. He fills your heart with the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit walks with you daily as you go through this life. So I'm going to ask the band to play. And if you need prayer or want to pray, please come forward. And then we're going to pray. We're going to go next door. I want everybody to go next door. We've got plenty of food and have lunch with us. <laughs>